April 19, 2023, it's the Waffle Pedro Show.
Scott from Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday. Got that motherfucker. You know, it's going to be 22 years next month. I'm still blowing clams at this. Start off the show with uh, John Coltrane, Johnny Hodges, Rob, Rabbit. This is the younger John Coltrane. Live 1954 doing Castle Rock. And then we had Mystic Elevator doing On the Hill. And because of those uh, software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention, I got with me Jack and Abigail of Mystic Elevator. Welcome aboard. Thanks Hello. For, thanks for having us, Mike. Absolute. And we got to give credit right away to Randolph for the Connect. And uh, you guys had a big blowout, right? The uh, Difficult Music uh, uh, Festival or whatever. About a couple of months ago, I played a bunch. I had him and Graham on. And I just had on uh, J.P. Lemke, who was also part of that. So uh, who wants to go first? Because I want to explore first your individual journeys through music and then as a unit. I can go first. Okay. Jack, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Yeah. I think my earliest musical recollection uh, was uh, my parents used to put on these, um, these videos, Baby Mozart, they were called. Uh, and I, I don't, it's like a very vague memory, but weirdly a formative one of listening to, to Mozart. I don't even know how old I was, maybe like one and a half, two years old with these weirdly trippy sort of psychedelic collage, uh, visuals of, uh, baby toys. Uh, and I don't know exactly how it's influenced me but it's like you know I, there's something aesthetically about that i pro- i like mozart actually not very much but, <laughs> but just the the uh the the Too weird visuals i don't know i think it's still with me in some kind of way yeah of course you know even mm-hmm. you know negative things right right things that bear on you they bear like weather right it could be fucking sunny it could be raining Mm-hmm. Too much sun, though. You need some rain. Too much rain, you need some sun. Yeah, something. Knock it off, Watt. Look, look, in this pad you grew up, Jack, was there musical instruments? Yeah, there, were, there weren't, actually. Um, my, my parents didn't play uh, uh, music, um, but it was uh, fourth grade. I, I got my, my first instrument, and I played saxophone. Um, well, I was going to... Uh, the next one was to ask you about school. Were you in the marching band or the choir shit like that yeah i i uh was in the school band uh in fourth grade uh we got to choose our instruments and i chose saxophone because uh, i uh can i, I like... ask can i ask alto yes alto yeah um, that because for a young man right yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i was really small i'm still pretty small and my hands were were too small to like fit around the saxophone and they really didn't want me to play. Yeah. But I really wanted to play because I really like Lisa Simpson. Oh, uh, that's that was, right. That was uh, inspiration. <laughs> you know what? Ain't that town supposedly modeled after Springfield or something up there in Oregon? Yeah. I, I think it, they just, they figured out that it's, it's the Oregon one. <laughs> yeah. Because there's Springfield's all over the country. Okay. So uh, let me ask you first record you bought with your own money, please, Jack. My first record that I bought with my own money. I think it actually, I do remember what it was. It was uh, Cannonball Adderley, something Whoa. else. Alto player. Weird... I know. From Florida. Uh, I... Yeah. His brother was uh, a musician, too. He, he, could, he, he could wail, man. And uh, you could tell John Coltrane was 
listening while playing next to him in Miles Davis's band. It's a trip. And in a way, I think John Coltrane rubbed off a little bit on Cannonball. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah, beautiful, sure. though. You were just a boy when you got that. I think I was like 10 or I think yeah. I was in sixth grade. So no peer pressure. You know, usually I got people saying Def Leppard and shit like that. Iron yeah. Maiden. Okay, okay. And they're all embarrassed, right? But th- that's a bitch. <laughs> and what about the first gig you saw? The first gig I saw? Oh, man. I think actually, you know what? I think it was my parents took me to see the B-52s when I was a... Uh, I when I was in elementary school, and I yeah. remember I, I, I fucking hated it, okay. <laughs> which is really funny, because <laughs> I like the B-52s now. My, I flip-flopped. I liked I liked Mozart as a kid, and now I don't like Mozart, but See, I, yeah, I didn't shit. like B-52s as a kid, and now I like them now. Shit changes, uh, right. Was this the one with Sarah Lee on bass? I can't remember. Okay, I can't okay. Remember. Because the original one, they didn't even have a bass, right? Yeah, they had the the one of the singer's brother playing guitar, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. I, m- I remember getting that first forty five. It's remember spinning uh, pie plates on sticks. That's what's on the cover, and I think oh. the uh, uh, other side is fifty two na- girls or something. It's like they 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 rattle off fifty two girls' names. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Yeah, but Rock Lobster's bizarre too. I mean. It, you know, girls with surfboards, you know. Yeah. Here comes yeah. the bikini whale, right? That's the fucking money shot right there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at school, was was it marching band or was it like the recital band? Yeah, it was like a recital band, like a concert band. So you didn't have to wear the monkey suit and shit? No, no I didn't have to wear the monkey suits. <laughs> I did marching band in high school, but we also, they were lucky. I was lucky we didn't have to wear any costume. I would have hated it. Well, yeah. Our guys, because we were San Pedro High School pirates, so they had to dress like fucking pirates. That's, that's good. <laughs> With back patches? Yeah, the whole shit, you know, headband thing and didn't get have to get amputated in peg legs but pert yeah. hair, you know. so uh, okay you know the uh well how long do you stay on the sax i stayed in the sax uh probably until i graduate graduate college um also yeah, you, you are you taking uh are you taking college classes with saxophone yeah, so I didn't really study saxophone um, in college as like a my major, um, but I was just playing in the big band for fun. Yeah, yeah, part of a big. There's a bunch of cats, right? It was a big band. Okay, so there's mm-hmm. a sax section. Yeah, sax section. Right. Sax. Which you ain't gonna find in a symphony because the timbre's fucked or something. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't know because I no I asked this because I didn't hear a lot of saxophone in the in the Mystic Elevator. So at some point, you you go to other instruments, or, yeah. or well, let me ask you this first: when you were still in high school and shit, did you do the school band? Uh, not school band, uh, after school band, like the basement band, garage band, bedroom band. Yeah, I think yeah, I used to play in um like I played in the jazz combo. That was the that was my basement band. We would uh, we would rehearse in my friend's uh, basement. We'd we'd play gigs um, when we could, and I would also play saxophone in like some people's like pop and uh, funk bands. So, um, on oh, like the fucking uh, Tom Scott like seventies uh, police uh, show background music, right? Theme song. Yeah, 
Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, later on, the guy had a John Sanborn. He had a, a fucking uh, Sonics were on it. Sonic Youth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that little real clip kind of alto style funky thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was very cool. Kind of Maceo. Maceo Park. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I actually switched to tenor at that point. Okay. Uh, so I started alto. Then like John I, Coltrane, I got, alto I got, to tenor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I liked Coltrane more than I liked Parker. I think so. it was, uh, yeah, because he was in him, but Eddie Cleanhead Vincent said, nah, I'm already playing alto. Why don't you try tenor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then he makes the jump way upstairs with the soprano. Did you ever get into that? No, I, I, I never. I think I stuck with, I stuck with uh, tenor from high school, and I stuck with tenor onwards. And what'd you end up doing? Uh, uh, grad? Did you graduate high, uh, college? I did graduate. And, college. And what was the degree? I'm just curious. I, uh, I majored in, I double majored in music, and I also got a degree in environmental policy. Oh, great. So music, but not performance on the saxophone, what like more like composition and shit? Yeah, it was a, it was more of like a general music degree, but I focused on composition. Yeah, because I've had people tell me when that general music, they want you to become a music teacher. Totally. Oh, you agree. Okay. Yeah. And like for cats who were like, like my drummer friend, Larry, man, I don't want to be a teacher. I want to be a performer. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of a dilemma, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, so what do you do after school, music-wise? Yeah, I mean, after school, um, I take I take a year off and I work um, at, a, at a like a small music organization. But I'm still writing music for uh, for like chamber groups, and that's like a lot of what I'm doing. And then I go to grad school at at CalArts. Uh, over here yeah by magic mountain (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah right by magic mountain exactly (laughs) it's on the way to grapevine from pedro but uh shit you gave me this uh you know what this is abigail so maybe a good introduction for her like while we march number one introduction let's play it
25 again Creepy comrade in croaking crew his right hand man Thank you. 
something in her ear. Thank <laughs> you. 
Watt for Pedro show start off that chunk of music. Abigail Whitman with Why We March, number one, introduction. Then the chunks. Black Market Blues. This got P- Puppet Midnight, Senor Midnight on the bass. Senor Midnight of Scotland, people. I fucked up and said England before. Now, this band's from England, position normal. Knockoff Sprite from the Whoosh Shop. I have no idea what's a woo shop. Feedback virus slash testing the human. And this is an edit. Stick sellers featuring Tom Smith. We lost brother Tom Smith. I got to do a collaboration for the cancer fucking. I mean, we're talking weeks, people. You know, fucking Heidegger was a Nazi. But he did say we should spend more time in graveyard. I mean, yeah, we're all running on the clock and we just. I think to keep from going crazy, maybe, but we got to keep pushing because we never know when the cord gets yanked. Anyway, beautiful guy. We're going to come out. The lady, Vanessa, from uh, Pylon did a spiel for it. So it's vaguely noble is the name of the project. Dart's uh, brand new Jella's label. He's got these ladies. um, Bring it back. And then finally, Jack Hershwitz with A Place Without Language or Streets. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Mr. Wittgenstein dilemma, right? So, Abigail, your turn now. Please bring your earliest music musical recollection. Yes. Um, so I, I think I have maybe two. I don't know which one was earlier, so I guess I'll tell you both. Uh, one is, so my mom sings in a, in a church choir, and so when I was a little kid, they used to have Saturday morning rehearsals, and uh, I would sleep underneath her chair, or sometimes just like quietly goof off and, you know, play with my toys and everything. So, but I'd curl up underneath there and listen to the music. Yeah, while still I'm soaking it up, right? Or, you know, a little kid couldn't be left home alone. So I had to come along. So, yeah. uh, and then the, uh, what do the you other call one that? that I, I think here sorry, in Pedro, we would call it Econo Child Care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that, that is what I, having two working parents, you, as a kid, you grow up going, all right, I have to tag along and I've got to be quiet. Otherwise I will be in trouble. Yeah. Right. And what was the other one? You said it's a toss up. There's another recollection. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the other uh, recollection I have is um, my, my parents would play this one CD for us called the baby dance. And it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of different classical pieces um, and there was one song, and I never knew what this song was till college, but it was uh, Saber Dance. And so I just used to think that was the best song for jumping on the couch and jumping around the living room. And I thought it was was so much fun. So I think uh, from, from the earliest age, I, I always viewed music as something that was supposed to be fun and enjoyable and a, a good experience. So... Which I think I think is a uh, held through throughout well, the years. That, for that, I ain't going to use that R word, but for p- choir practice, there was yeah. a piano. Your mom was was she running it, playing a piano? A company? No, she was a singer. So okay. she's uh, she just does that for volunteering. She still does it too, okay. actually. Okay. So because I'm wondering, was there instruments in the pad? Uh, there was a piano. Did, uh, did you go through or- the? Uh, you know, I've had people on the show, they almost got driven away from music because of the piano lesson experience. <laughs> yeah. So, no, this was a, this was just a, a volunteer choir 
at the at the church. No, but did you have to go through the piano lesson experience? I did, but I actually really enjoyed it. Okay, great. So, no, I want to uh, hear piano that. Piano was my first instrument. <laughs> okay. And so how old? Uh, I think I was eight when I started. Okay. No Mozart, but on your way. No, yeah. So, <laughs> But it was so much fun. Um, I, I remember really enjoying the piano and... Uh, the I would I would become obsessed with these like songs that I would get in little practice books and I would pretend that my desk at school was a piano and I would practice at school when I got bored of whatever they were trying to teach us. Yeah. But so I would pretend I would drive my my, my classmates crazy because I kept on tapping on the on the desk. Because a lot of cats I have on the show that they got bored of their fucking piano lessons. Now, <laughs> l- 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 you know what I mean? You know, if you're going to yeah. get. It's a, bit, I get it. a great antidote. What about first record you bought with your own money, please? I never had a record player, so it would have to no, be. No, sh- I, I shouldn't say. No. <laughs> I'm 65 years old. Okay, any kind of medium, any you know, I, cassette or MP3, whatever the fuck. I think the first. Um, this is probably going to be embarrassing for me, but the first soundtrack that I bought was the one for the movie Tangled, because I was super into Disney movies. And so that came out when I was a kid and I loved the soundtrack and ended up buying the soundtrack. And then first gig you saw. Um, that's tricky. So I, I actually grew up in, in Torrance. So right next to San Pedro, um, kind of not right next to, but I would say Lomita is in between. I Lomita specifically (laughs) is where I grew up. Ah, Lomas PCH, right. Sheriff's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So right, ar- right around that area, and uh, and my parents would always take me to the Hermosa Beach Street Fair, and we'd always stop to watch the bands when they'd play. So I don't know what bands were playing, um, but it was there. Definitely. Okay, it was there. It was. It wasn't at the Fisherman here. Fiesta in Pedro though, but it was in yep. fucking Hermosa Beach. Okay, we know what yeah. side you chose. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, there's little rivalries here in the South Bay and stuff. Little bit, I, I little know, bit. I know, but you know, when you're a kid, you just go where your parents. Yeah, take yeah, you. of course, of course, and and that shit is counterproductive anyway. Um, yeah. So, so you know, it's what from Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. So yeah, you went and saw some gigs at a fucking street fair. Yeah, you know, I'll were, tell you the and, f- fair I don't dig is in Torrance. They got some kind of military parade. That's bullshit. I don't think I've ever been to that one. Good, good. It's not fucking Red <laughs> Square May Day, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, let, let me ask you this. Were you in the school choir or the school marching band or, or concert band? Yeah, I was in school choir. Um, I did the choir. Now, everybody knows about Verde. Torrance, right? There's South Torrance. There's I, Torrance. I There's in Palo Verdes. Oh, okay. On the hill. So I, I was uh, one of the lucky kids that got to go up there. We say the hill people, right? Uh, yeah. So, um, so I, I was in, we had a, a chorus in my elementary school that was for third through fifth. And I did that and then choir in uh, middle school and all through high school. So pretty now, did, much third now, grade you, and on. Uh, did you do the thing? Not after school graduating, but, you know, in the afternoon, bedroom band, garage band, basement band. Um, so I, I was more of a classical musician. Uh, so I did voice lessons and piano lessons. Um, and there was an after school choir that I would do. 
um, and that one doing do high school. And then by the time I joined high school, I, uh, I got recruited into my mom's church choir. So, but no casual shit with people your own age. Not, not much. No, I, no. I mean, uh, that's the way it goes. I, I, yeah. I wasn't there. So you got to use words when I get this mind reading thing going, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and the, I think the interesting thing about like the, the Palos Verdes area, it's, it's really academic. And so I was always um, never an outcast for doing music, but the idea that like I wanted to do music instead of something science or math related, it, most of the kids my age were like, well, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. And I was over here like, I want to sing. We're going to do that. And, uh, and so there weren't a lot of most after school activities were things like debate team or after school STEM programs or uh, different things like that. And so the most show related thing I did was comedy sports, which was acting and not comedy not sports, big. comedy sports. It was an <laughs> acting conversation group. Yeah. School. You know, when I went back, I gave a talk where I went to junior high Dotson, right? That's kind of <laughs> on the hill. They got rid of all the shop classes, all the lockers, shit changes. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, April 19, 2023 edition of Wap Pedro show. Special guest, Jack and Abigail, a mystic elevator. Hold tight for hour two. April 19, 2023. It's the second hour of Watt from Pedro show.
Live from Pedro Show. We start off the second hour. How about Gail Whitman? Why we march three. Hombres necios. Okay. Adele Mead with interlude number two. That's not appropriate. Jack Hershowitz with Call Me When You Get Home. Okay, so how you guys meet? Yeah, we both went to CalArts. Um, we were both doing our master's there. Um and I had like, so my background was as a composer, but I had started uh, doing like improv with my, my laptop, laptop music, um, where I was like uh, building these like sort of instruments um, in the software called Max MSP and trying to play with people. Um, and I thought Abigail had a really good voice and I asked her to play with me. Uh, we played outside for like three people uh, on like a, a really on a, like a, a guitar amp uh, to to amplify my sound, and then we've we've just kept playing together since. Yeah. And what was the incident that brought you two together besides the school? I mean, there was more than just you two going. Hey, by the way, did you take any uh, lessons from uh, the trumpet man, uh, Leo Smith, Wadado? Yeah, we didn't. Wadada, um, Leo Smith has, uh, I think, retired from CalArts. Okay, so okay. He was gone before we got there. Because Matoka Honda, she's been on the show, and, like, she saved music for her because, her, you know, she was going down the classical road and was bumming her out. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. got different trips and stuff. But I'm curious, what's the incident that brought you and Abigail together besides just being on the same campus? Just a lot of, we had a lot of mutual friends. Ah, okay. 
Yeah, and we used to there was like a like a free improv group that we were both a part of that would meet on Sundays. Yeah, it was like um we there's an improvisation class there that I had taken and one of the other people in the class um was was just kind of like, "Hey, you know, Sunday afternoons, anyone who's around, let's just go improvise somewhere on campus because it's it's quieter, we can find like and so we'd find different spots that you weren't weren't that busy on a Sunday afternoon. And then we just improvised and it was whoever showed up that day went. And so, uh, Jack showed up every once in a while with his saxophone and I came and, uh, sometimes would sing and sometimes would just bring like random things that I could make noises with. Um, let me get so this straight. Kind of I, thought of he each said, other. I thought he said this first gig was him on laptop through guitar hand. That was our first gig as the two of us. This ah, was okay. like just a free for all, anyone who wanted sure. to show up. And so the two of us kind of knew of each other, but hadn't really had an actual conversation until I think he walked up to me in the school cafe one day, just out of the blue. And I was like, Hey, I think you have a good voice. Do you want to like improvise together? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not pick a time, pick a date, you know, let me know. I'll be there. And, and, uh, and that so was the gig. And would you that, consider yeah. that first gig a success? Yeah. 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 Great. Great. I mean, they didn't throw shit. No, I've had <laughs> tons of shit thrown at me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, those I, are successes too, I guess. <laughs> you know what? The three people. I mean, I'm talking that, literal so. shit. I've had people shit in sacks and throw it at me. Well, yeah. us. I don't. Maybe it was what particularly, but <laughs> 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 and vomit and and used rubbers. I've had. I'll tell you what hurts, batteries, especially the D ones. Fuck. So, okay, okay. After that, after you broke the water with that first gig, you guys start, what, uh, composing together and performing more? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just, we just like play together. We do a lot of like improvised music where we don't really actually um, make any decisions beforehand. And we just sort of get together in the room and we just play for however long we feel the session uh needs to go but out of those sometimes pieces emerge so it's like somewhere between improv and composition at the end of the day and yeah. how, how do you know what to play what abigail you're going to sing right or play little toys yeah yeah in general i sing um we sometimes jack will start with like when we're doing a sound check yeah um he'll sometimes grab something from that or something that he just has in his archives, uh, sometimes I'll start make a sound and he picks stuff from my sound and, and goes from there. Um, That's always been the interesting thing for me about this idea of improvised music. Who goes first? Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's almost like a political thing. <laughs> like who's, <laughs> who's holding the cojones or something? You know, who, who's the, who's the, the wish granter <laughs> or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. You gave me this music here. This is live from the EDME Festival. Maybe it was the one that was... Yeah, that was the first one right back in October. Okay, let's listen. All right. We're Mystic Elevator. We're going to do uh, two short pieces for you tonight. And thank you all for coming out tonight.
Thank you. Again, we're Mystic Elevator. Thanks for having us.
Lot from Pedro Show at Chunky Music. Start off Mystic Elevator live at the EDM E Festival. Then we had Tragic Assembly out of North Carolina with Man Damage, Head Boggle, Happy Trails. That's East Bay, Oaktown. Mystic Elevator. Finally, another live thing live in Wickham Canyon. So you, you guys were. In an actual canyon outside? Yeah. Yep. We uh, we took our gear up to a canyon that's up near Cal Arts. Wickham Canyon is the name of it. And we just went for a hike. And then we stopped when we got to a spot that had enough room to kind of set up a little laptop and uh, microphone and everything. And then we just improvised for the birds and whoever else happened to walk by. Well, it used to be pretty open, but they're building track homes like motherfuckers now. They're up there. Can yeah, you it's getting that shit. Yeah, dogs. terrible. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it really does because well, I ain't gonna get into it unless they get close to your music. So, and was there was there people? Did you? It was just for you guys, or was there an audience? Just for us. Yeah, that, I love that. I love that. And. uh what what are the, the kind of reactions when you guys are doing your gigs? I feel like we're like, I don't know. I feel like we haven't been, like we, we've never played at like a bar or anything. <laughs> where like, I feel like we play for people who are, for the most part, are interested in improvised music. Yeah. Um, so generally very positive. Um, no, no, uh, no used condoms yet, <laughs> uh, but that's how we know we made we've made it once that happens. <laughs> the d- democracy in action, right? The, the, the yeah. people have to get their vote. I, actually, I thought it was the first note of the first song was in Vienna, and the power all went off. And when it came on, I saw all these things stuck to me. I was like, you know, some motherfucker must have worked at this, <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't take it for granted here. Uh, now we were discussing off air this this. Uh, kind of point of contention with improvised music. Who goes first? How do you guys negotiate that? I think during during rehearsal, we try and we'll we'll sometimes pick or sometimes we'll talk about that, and we we do try and um, figure out or talk about like alternating between us starting. I think to make it more natural to be comfortable with either of us starting so that when we do get to a show, it kind of just becomes, I I don't know, in the nicest way possible. Sometimes the most impatient person is the person who goes first. 
Um, <laughs> sometimes depending on the venue, like there, there's absolutely some venue setups where I can't see Jack because the way we have to be is I'll stand kind of like right next to and a little forward so that I'm not standing on cables. Yeah. And those situations, I'm more likely to let Jack go first because I don't want to start without knowing he's ready. Can, can I ask and, something so, about hey, these performances? Is there a visual component? Um, there's, there's not like a, there's not a specific visual component. Um, it's, it's really just the two of us standing next to each other. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like screens and media and shit like that. No, we don't have any visual media. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Of course you guys are visual components yourself. Of course. Yeah. Totally. Of course. So sometimes what you're saying is you're kind of flying blind. You can't make eye contact. Man, that's such a hard thing to do music as an ensemble with no eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, really some dudes listen. do it on purpose, right? They're so fucking macho. I remember Georgie one time told me, what do, you, do I got to hold your hand, too? <laughs> 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 and then I could start playing with the, you know, I helped the Porno for Pyro guys out for a couple tours. And these guys had just come back from Bali where these, they dance with their eyeballs, you know. And these dudes were all about eye contact. It was a trip. <laughs> it was a trip. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, April 19, 2023 edition, Wap Pedro Show. Special guest Jack and Abigail, Mystic Elevator. Hold tight for hour three! April 19, 2023, it's the third hour of the Wap from Pedro Show.
no, 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 no,
Keep talking. I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. 
I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking. I keep talking.
Walk from Pedro Show, start off the third hour, Mystic Elevator, again live, live at ESP night. And then we had Jeb Bishop and Damon Smith doing photo op, and finally, Mystic Elevator. 
again live, live at Malaga Cove. Is that, there's a casino called that. I remember opening up for the Chili Peppers there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that itself is the Malaga Cove up in Palos Verdes. Oh, that one. Okay, I'm uh-huh. thinking I'm thinking of Las Vegas, some shit, or maybe I got the names fucked up. But I know what you're talking about on the hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw a gig once. Shit, maybe it was the school up there, you know, where that mall and all that stuff. But I saw Louis Belson, the guy who invented the double kick drum. There was a jazz festival. This is in the eight, early '80s. Yeah. So. Uh, what 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 was ESP night? ESP night? That was just something at school, actually. <laughs> That's all that was. What, Cal was Arts? A, yeah, it was, it was a Cal Arts concert. Okay, okay. What 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 do you what did you take away from Cal Arts that you think really is like resonating with you still? Um. Well, I I graduated, so I think the uh, the the collaboration. And also, I think the idea of not saying no to things and keeping an open mind with them, um, that was what I really appreciated the most about my time at CalArts was nobody ever really told me, no, you shouldn't do something. Um, The most they ever said was, "Okay, then how are you going to do it? And I think that's a really great response to making music that. I hadn't felt in, in previous years throughout music making. Um, and, and this idea that, you know, that's, that's where, that's how music changes is we say yes. And, and, um, how, like, how do we build on it? How do we, how do we expand from that? And so that's, that's kind of the the best thing about CalArts in my opinion is they're, they're good at just saying yes to things. Right, because in a way, you're still asking the question, uh, like a John Cage thing, right? What is music? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. What about you, Jack? Yeah, for me, I mean, that's where I learned how to, like, I mean, I learned how to improvise from jazz beforehand, but I learned how to, like, improvise, like, with sort of real no, less of a structure. I don't really believe in free improv, because I don't think that's really a thing, but I think freer improv is is a thing and i learned how to do that at cal arts and i learned how to play with people who were had like different musical backgrounds than me who were way better at music than me but i could still um hang and that was really valuable and also i don't know it's just a place where there's like i'm making you know my noisy chamber music and noisy improvised music and then there's people in punk bands and then there's people playing uh you know renaissance music and that's a pretty cool environment to be in because i think it opens it makes you a lot way more open and maybe and that, fights that bullshit genre shit right music yeah. is music look you, you brought up something about there's no pure improvisation in your opinion so with mystic elevator is there any kind of scores maybe graphic maybe not every note you know but are there like launch pads uh diving boards I think the launch pads are conversations that we have like in like sound check or like after a show and like we just sort of like yeah I liked when you did that let's do that again and then all of a sudden it becomes a piece or we like say before a show it's like let's do a softer like overtone based one 
And then that becomes the piece. But we don't really do graphic scores because we feel like, I don't know, for me at least, I feel like conversations is like enough <laughs> for me to like get a sense of what we're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, extreme is probably fucking click track going through earbuds or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah, a nightmare. Can you believe pulling that kind of shift? Fuck. Look, you gave me this big piece here. And, and this is credited just to Jack Hershowitz. Live at Senart. Uh, I guess mm -hmm. it's an uh, acronym, right? Mm -hmm. Let's listen.
Live from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Big piece from Jack Hershowitz. Live at Senart. Describe the sitch there, Jack. Yeah, that's a that's actually the National Arts Center in Mexico City. Um, oh, Defa. <laughs> is, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I think so, a fed- um, federal district. Yeah, a federal district or something. Yeah, I got to play a Stooges gig there. Amazing city. Man, is it big. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking huge. I was there for like like five or six days, and yeah. I didn't get to see nearly all enough. the different neighborhoods. I, we were staying in the Polish neighborhood. You know, it was, um, I really enjoyed it, even with a, a festival put on by Corona. You know, it was still uh, yeah, bitching yeah, to go was, there. It was still bitching really to go there. Okay, so uh, you had a thing like this. so something like this, and you were man alone, right? Abigail wasn't there. No, Abigail wasn't there. I was with my uh, my friend Ana Ana Luisa Diaz de Cosio, who's a violinist, uh, free improviser, and so we both did some solos and duos there. Okay, okay. And was it the same kind of mo where like you have a conversation before the fucking whole enchilada yeah. sets off? Yeah, okay. same thing. Okay, okay. Uh, man, it's. Re- so you're in the moment, right? Responding. Yeah. 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 yeah you have to really, you have to really listen to what the other person is doing. And like, you know, it's like important to be an individual and to like have your own sound, I think. But yes. at the same time, you do have to let ego go because you have to do what you have to do to make the group sound good more than you have to make you sound good. And I think even in like duo improv, that's like really important. So you got to be listening always to what the other person's doing um, while you're listening to yourself. What about this idea that maybe object of an ensemble is to try to create an interesting conversation? Yeah, I think that I think that is something that we've we've absolutely talked about. And um, for me, improvising with Jack and and also with other people, um, it, that that is always my goal is to create some sort of conversation um, and have that be at least audible to the audience in some way. Um, I think good improvisations when you're watching it, you can tell that there is connection between the musicians in the moment as it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a trip. Almost all the stuff he gave me was live. Do you guys record in studios? Not yet. But we're working on it. Yeah. We were working on an album. Really? Yes. Now, Mm -hmm. it's much different sitch than a fucking gig, right? Live performance. Yeah. So is there editing involved? Yeah, yeah. There's there's editing, but we're still trying to keep it like improvised pieces that then we like go back and pick the best, the ones that we like the most, and then sort of curate a little bit. But we're still trying to keep it like as much of like a live situation as possible. So like all killer, no filler, like like those miles on the corner. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> That's a <good laughs> except we're not as good. We're not as good as miles. <laughs> In your own way, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and no, 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 if you ask me, Miles, I mean, I love his tr- trumpet too, but he knew how to pick dudes to play with. That was his big talent. He knew mm-hmm. the good. You know, a lot of guys, 
or not a lot, but some people, oh, I'll look good if I have a bunch of lame guys around. He's like, no, I want the best dudes playing right. with me. I feel yeah. like with, with any sort of improvised music, like that's like such an important, that's like the most important part about it is but like. You were talking <laughs> about at school at Cal Arts, all these guys you said that were better. Yeah. <laughs> that, that made you come up. I think that's a great uh, aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I, I really do. Instead of the other thing where, you know, it's all about some kind of ego shit. Look, when you get this album done, will you come back on the show and we can play it and talk about it? Absolutely. Ah, beautiful. So the invite's out, okay? Thanks, Mike. All right. Yeah, please keep on keeping on. Uh, uh, we need more of the freak flag flying, in my opinion. I, I just love it, man. It, it inspires me. I do it. You know what I do? I pretend to do when he sends me the file of the. I pretend he's in the room and like I'm jamming. <laughs> <laughs> I just did this uh, Spirit of Hamlet record. Anyway, I'm inspired by people like you, so please keep on. Uh, people, April 19, 2023, Dishwap Peter shall keep you powder dry.